and we're really going to help them get onto what their next step look like. For some it be university, for some it's trade school, for some it's the military, for some it's straight into the world of work, for some it will be a high quality apprenticeship. We will help them figure it out for themselves and then we will help them get there. And I couldn't think of a better thing to do in the name of Football Club. guys stupid brothers podcast presented by the brotherly game i'm aj down in fredericksburg virginia joined by my co-host and my brother i am luke i'm up here in philly it is episode 115 115 um so we got a we got a really cool episode right now uh so me and luke will talk for like a little bit and then we've got an awesome interview with Paul Howard, who is the director of the Philadelphia Union Foundation. Um, I mean, we've had some cool interviews before, but I don't think I've smiled that hard and just been so overjoyed with the things I was hearing from an interviewee. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, this interview was just awesome. And it, it, it's a little bit longer, 45 minutes, but... Uh, Dude, you gotta listen to it. Get involved. I know. Um, after we record, I'm gonna get on and try to get involved. Check our, check with the old wife. You know, the old ball and chain. See how our finances are. But um, I'm gonna be involved with this Philadelphia Union Foundation one way or another because Paul just made it sound awesome and uh, made me very proud to be a Philadelphia Union fan with all that he was talking about. So, shout out to Paul before we even get to hear from him. Um, well, just a fantastic interview and uh, I'd say a friend after that so uh, yeah. I don't know about you but I think I think me and him are friends uh, yeah definitely no he's he's the coolest dude and this this first half of this episode is is just you can just fast forward though because we, we even do the intro for the, for the with Paul anyway so it does not even matter because that's that's the, the the best part and that's yeah I'm also yeah, yeah. It, it's just so exciting to hear him and hear the the, the the cool things that the Union Foundation are doing, and then just hearing about, hearing you know, learning about Paul and, and everything, and, and he's just a, a great dude, and it was a it was a really fun conversation. Yeah, it's just the pregame before the party. So yeah, uh, yeah. the party. Um, okay, so yeah, let's let's bring something to this um, pregame. So uh, Union. Only team in the league undefeated, obviously. Super duper awesome. Blah blah blah. We totally rock. How often have we gotten to say that? How cool is it to say that? We beat Columbus 1-0. Their goalie knows we're so good that he's just like, here, here's a goal. Um I watched on TV. Watching on TV, or I was like, wow, I think that ball's like, oh, it isn't a goal. It was so weird. It was super weird to see that cross end up in the goal uh yeah yeah i was in section 121 so i was like on the opposite end and from my from that end it was like we saw the ball go in the net and we were like "Ah, something must have happened that he couldn't have just tapped like threw the ball into net which is which is really what he did he just like volleyball set it into the net and like from our angle we're like "Ah, you know we can't see the see the replay from the on the scoreboard above us but like something must have happened something must have interfered with this play for that it couldn't have been that easy and it it really was and it's kind of shocking but after that it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot that happened in this game obviously um it really just our defense just locked it down and that's what we've kind of been 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 seeing this whole season with with our with this team but uh it just showed again and they locked down Delarion, uh miguel barry giassi's artist when he came in like they they really just couldn't get anything going and and credit the union defense for making this a pretty boring game but uh it it was they got the result and uh that's that's kind of what we do when we're a team that, that with this good of a defense yeah uh do you care that we didn't have that much possession no, that's not what this team's about. So that's just that's just how it's going to be. And it's and it's like, I know that's kind of the conversation, but it's 
even without possession, the Union. Well, it's like when the Union have the ball, they they know how to play soccer. It's not like they do, they they like they do like kind of what the Red Bull Union or New York Red Bull do, where it's just like a you know a car crash and they do that they press until they get a a, a fluky goal or whatever um the union know how to like execute a goal and even if it's a, a unique way it's like you know it's a quick a quick transition play to, to, to create the chance it's it still looks nice so it's like when they do the ball they, they value it but it's not it's not the way they play so i don't know i'm not i'm not super worried about it it's obviously and it's, the results show for themselves so it's it's not not really concerned yeah, agreed. Um, what'd you think about the Ua Carranza start? I mean, there's moments, but it's it's gonna take some time, I guess. Um, now you had a had a look at towards the end of the, or in the second half, we had to get caught behind the defense. Um, but we we definitely want to see more of him when he was on the ball, like he's able to do show his skill in in brief moments but we just you know we just got to get, get more of it and get his chemistry with Kranz and Gazda going because Kranz and, and Gazda are clicking together and, and doing a lot and their chemistry built pretty quick but you know add another guy it just takes some takes some time and it's good that he he got the run out got this start but it's you know it's just it's, and it's just something to build off of so I don't know did you did you see anything specific that you like to dislike from out of the the, the pairing um well, yeah, I mean, I, I think you, uh, I think you was going to establish himself as the cream of the crop as far as our four forwards. Um, I feel like through the beginning of the season, Carranza has shown that he can be a step above Santos and Burke, and so I think I think those two are going to be our top two forwards. But like I said, I, th- I think the chemistry is something that's just going to have to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing is that with them up there. Gazdag has obviously performed in the beginning of the year. Um, for this game, he should have had a couple goals, as he obviously, obviously knows. Um, but, but I mean, it's all it's all connected, and the fact that like you know, a a plus b equals c, or I don't know, I don't know math anymore. But uh, <laughs> you know, like like a couple good forwards are going to help a good ten. A couple a good ten is going to help a good forward and it's all just um good to see good players helping each other out and creating chances despite despite us not scoring we created many not many several very scorable chances Mm -hmm. and so i think i think the score line is almost not fair despite us having a one to win Columbus didn't have that many chances where you're like, oh, God, we got so lucky. I think I can count one, maybe one and a half chances where I was like, wow, they really should have put that one away. But for the Union, easily two, three chances where the Union should have put a goal in. So, um, And I haven't looked at like expected goal stats because that's just kind of imaginary. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that just goes to like show that like the possession stat really doesn't matter because like that's what what you're saying. Like Columbus had, you know, 70% possession, probably like at least double the amount of passes we've had, but they don't have any chances. And and we had, you know, a a handful of them with, with the little possession we had, like that just goes to show that the possession chat doesn't really say much. And if the union know what to do when they do get the ball then that's really all that matters that rather than the amount of t- the amount of times they can have the ball yeah and and the union have capitalized on their opportunities you get the ball you played up forward quickly mm-hmm. um you played in that space behind the defense now we've got a uh, striker you uh, who can run behind them effectively you don't need a lot of possession of that you know curry cory burke you know, pressing a defender, stealing the ball. All of a sudden, you got him and guys like run two on one on defender. Like that's not a possession thing, but it's, it's a goal scoring opportunity. And and so yeah, you're right. Like possession's cute, but what's cute? cute. Is <laughs> yeah, cute doesn't win the beauty contest. It's uh, goals. <laughs> that's sure. <laughs> I, I know. I know you don't know much about beauty contests, but I do. And. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I literally have no comment to that. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk to or, or talk about, or do we want to just get right to the conference of the uh, interview? Um, 
No, yeah, I don't think we have much more uh, cool thing for this weekend. We got Toronto coming up. Um, I'm going to be. I'm. I'm going to be. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch. I'm. I'm on vacation with my wife at JMU. Um, but Luke, you got a cool situation coming up, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be there. That's. You can be in Toronto. Yeah. In uh, the land of maple leaves. Yeah, it's gonna um, be great. Um, yeah, me and the wife are going up. It's gonna be a nice little weekend, and uh, hopefully, get to see the union continue this undefeated streak and um, get a result. But it's gonna be fun regardless. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, before we get to the interview, any bets you have for the weekend? You just gonna you just gonna jump on the union? Yeah, I'm probably just gonna put some money on the union. But it's it's interesting. They're favorites in this game at Toronto, and Toronto's they're not a bad team they're currently you know eighth in the east but they've been undefeated in their past three they're you know kind of finding their way under the bob bradley system um you know obviously insignia is not there yet but they're they're doing some some decent things so it's it's kind of an interesting uh um what what do, what do you call it odds but uh so i'm, I'm still probably gonna jump on the union but it's yeah i don't know it's kind of a toss-up yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, who would you choose in New England versus Charlotte? Um, maybe Charlotte. That's so Dude, weird. It's New England. New England's big favorites, and uh, according to Vegas, but yeah, that's a just as far as Eastern Conference. I just felt like that was one to call out as far as a weird. Charlotte is plus four hundred. New England's minus one seventy five. But those are two teams that are in very different directions right now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. That's not what you'd expect to say with an uh, expansion team and a team that just broke the record with, with the amount of points they got last year. So Yeah, yeah, so an interesting matchup there. Um, well, cool, man. All right, so, yeah, I got nothing else to say. You got nothing else to say? Let's just get to Paul. Let's get to Paul. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the GP Brothers. Enjoy this interview with Paul Howard, Executive Director of the Philadelphia Union Foundation. And, uh, yeah, just keep being good people. Bye. Hey, guys, GP Brothers Podcast, presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ from Fredericksburg, Virginia, with my co-host, my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 115, and we have a very, very special guest with us. Yes, we have. This has been a long awaited. We've got Mr. Paul Howard. He is from the Philadelphia Union Foundation. Um, so, Paul, thanks for joining us tonight. Chaps, thanks for having me. I should say, hello, I'm Paul, and I'm currently in Delco. How about that? <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah, look at that accent. He's got that Delco accent nailed right now. <laughs> I can. I, I, I watched uh, Mayor of Easttown, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at this. Uh, going home for a hoagie. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, you know it. Uh, well, the podcast just peaked right there. All right, it's not going to get better than that. Um, all right, Paul. So, so in general, so tell us where you're from and what led you to Philadelphia. Obviously, you're from outside of town, and uh, how did you get involved with the union? I am from God's own city of Manchester in the north of England, the home of the Industrial Revolution. Uh, and uh, the reason why I'm over here in the States, well, let me throw that question back at you, chaps. Why would you move the other direction, three and a half thousand miles? Why would you move all that way, give up your career, say goodbye to your friends, your family, your Manchester City season ticket? Oh, I'd imagine there must have been a good job waiting for me on the other side of the pond. Or or some Philadelphia Union season tickets just to, you know, I think that's the upgrade, right? I love how Or, or a lady or a wife. There's a woman involved. Of course <laughs> there is. Of course there, there is. is. Of course there is. I tell you, you 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 guys over here in the States, you you should you could save a lot of money on these nuclear weapons. You don't need them. You just send out American women all around the world and, and the rest of us will will bend our knee and, and, and do exactly what they ask of us. And <laughs> that, that's how to spread a, a American power around the globe. You missed a trick. <laughs> well, I married a Korean, so I don't know what to say. What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what got you involved with the union there? Well, so actually I spent the first couple of years in the States in Manhattan. 
when I say I'm from uh, Manchester, I actually never lived in the city of Manchester. I lived in one of the satellite towns around it. Uh, you might know it, Salford. It's where the other team in Manchester play, which we which we will not mention. Uh, so my first experience of living in a city was when I moved to Manhattan, believe it or not. And uh, I got the I got the job offer. Uh, and it was with a British company and they needed someone in New York with uh, expertise from Britain. My counterpart in London was from Texas. So we were like a one-for-one exchange right here. Uh, And I remember being offered the job and then the starting salary. And I jumped around my little flat at home thinking, this is it, I've made made it. I'm, I'm gonna be a millionaire. And then only then did I realize once I started looking for accommodation in Manhattan that in fact (laughs) all of my millions were going to be taken up by paying for an apartment the size of a postage stamp uh, and $12 a beer. So the dream didn't turn out to be such a dream. And then a position came up down here in Philly. My wife is from Bucks County. So the plan was always to try and get back down here to Philly, which reminds me of Manchester. I have to say, I think the Manchester London thing is is very similar to the Philadelphia, New York thing, right? So you've got New York, an absolute global city, uh, and then you have Philly, which which is a, an outward looking city, but still a very with a still very much a local feel, and that's what I love about Philly. I just feel I feel right at home here because that's Manchester too. Both of those towns are the same with blue collar. We've got working class uh, ethics and values. We, we love our sports team. We wear with pride uh, where we come from, no matter where we are in the world. Uh, so. I feel right at home here in Philly. And the plan was always to try and get down here. Uh, job came up at the Philadelphia Union. It was it was a real sweet spot for me. It, it was uh, part education, part business development, part uh, kind of building a business from scratch, really. But the outcome was not to make somebody else even more money. The outcome was to to really leverage the the brand of your football team right to leverage that brand and to leverage the passion of the supporters to do good in the community uh and i, I suppose when it when when i was coming down here and i watched the sons of i watched the sons of ben uh film and i thought to myself oh i want to pick, how do i get inv- how do i get involved with that i mean fancy having fans before you've even got a team i like the sound <laughs> of that right uh, so I leveraged every single connection I had made up in New York City to try and get my resume onto the desk. And a mere six months later, <laughs> they hired me. Uh, so I started in April 2019. Wow, very good. That's awesome. Did you, now, uh, I love everything behind that and leading up to it. Did you have a background in um, philanthropy or anything in that realm that kind of led you to this direction of being involved with the foundation? I actually uh, used to cower away from telling people that I was a teacher for 20 years. Uh, But actually these days I wear it as a badge of honor. I I think that that everybody for, for, for some point in their life should be a teacher uh, you we all are to a certain extent as soon as you have kids right but everybody should try and teach somebody else's kids and it doesn't matter whether you're teaching them three years old or 23 years old uh, whether you whether you have a full career and then go back in at, at university level or or whatever at some point teach and I suppose underneath that you could you could include coach you could include mentor you could include advocate for Right. At some point in your life, you should do that uh, for for somebody else or a group of people. So, yeah, I was a teacher 
for 20 years. It's different back in the UK. There's no uh, differentiation between faculty and administrators that you have over here. We're all still one and the same. So even a head teacher will have a classroom responsibility, which I think is a good thing. It stops with the disconnect uh, and also there can be a little bit of a credibility gap. I feel that if you, you know what I mean? If you can't, they say if you can't do teach, right? And if you can't teach, then become an administrator. So, yeah. So that, that's what I used to do. So that, that's that's my background. And I'm, as I say, I used to run away from it, but actually I'm quite proud of it now. Absolutely. Luke, you're out. Paul's in. He is, man, speaking my language. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, my slogan is if you can't teach or surround yourself by teachers, because ages, ages used to be a teacher, but I married a teacher. So I'm. I'm not the teacher, but I'm, uh, I'm always around them in, in one way. So it, I, I, I would say it's one of it's, it, it's probably, I mean, the job I have now is tough, but teaching, man, that was, cool. that was tough at times, but, but I gotta tell you, it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever, I have ever done in my life. So listen, all your listeners, all your 2 million <laughs> listeners get out there and coach or mentor or teach, do whatever you can. Uh, and you know it's not it's not altogether altruistic because it makes you feel good as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, gosh, I could dive into that for way too long, but Luke <laughs> will throw up in his mouth. So, uh, all right, uh, a little less serious, real quick. Um, World Cup draw came out. Who are you gonna pull pull for? I feel sorry for you guys. Uh, I, I, I listened to you guys last week, and uh, you—I mean—are you allowed to say talking smack on a on a on this podcast? Because sure. I, I can't you can say whatever I, you want. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. So you can imagine <laughs> my household. Uh, you know, my wife's got a decision to make here. Does she? Does she support the team that her? The love of her life uh, supports, and and her daughter, who clearly is going to support uh, the team of her, since she is uh, a subject of Her Majesty, despite the fact that she was born in the U.S. So it's two against one. Surely, <laughs> surely the missus is going to come across from the dark side and support the mother country, uh, and 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 you. Know, you guys, all I can say is this: you had better win your first game because, <laughs> because England USA is game two. And uh, listen, I know you got. I know. I listen to you guys. Oh, 2010, we were at college. <laughs> oh, what a great thing! Blah blah blah. But this is a different England team. It's a different coach. It's a different set of players. It's a different energy. Uh, at least you can say when England knock you out and send you home after game two. <laughs> as, 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 as much as that will hurt you at the time, three weeks later, you'll be able to say, we got sent home by the world champions. Oh, this guy. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have time for today. Uh, a total waste of time. I'm sorry for this. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, the legions has been drawn. Oof, all right. All right. I, I suffer. I suffer from the same condition as every other England fan, which is uh, one of that we we overestimate our own abilities, and we always have, and we always will. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think me and Luke have ever made a prediction on this show where the Union have not won not only the game but also MLS Cup. So yeah. we are. Yeah, we understand that logic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 you guys. I mean, I mean. Calling calling out the the union to win two nil uh, is you know one thing cool, but come on boys, you really think the USA are going to get through that? You're going to play England, you'll lose. Everybody loves a USA Iran game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you you say you know England's got all this these new players and new coach, but like, you could say the same thing about US. I, I know we're we're still a different level, but you know we we uh we got some talent too. It's it's it could be it could happen. No, don't get me wrong. I gotta tell you, this is gonna stick in my throat, but it's only a matter of time before the US do something special at the World Cup that I, I've seen firsthand the. Uh, the investment that's going into the sport over here 
the level of coaching is phenomenal. So I'll tell you this story. Uh, every now and again, the foundation will we'll do some silent auctions to raise money. We put together some cool prizes. One of the cool one of the cool auction items, I should say. Uh, was for Danny Higginbottom to come and, and train your uh, your kids' team. So we went down with Danny. Danny picked me up and we, we drove along the way. And we really didn't know what to expect from this under-9s girls' team. And they were, they were being taught the high press. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I could barely tie my own boot laces at nine years old. I, I think I'd... So I got to tell you that the, the level of coaching, the facilities over here are phenomenal. Uh, it really is only a matter of time. You can see it yourself. Look at the look at the union. Look at the union academy coming through. Look at the look at the investment that's gone into that, and that's now paying dividends. Right, that's a, a medium to long term play. Uh, the union has more homegrown talent coming through the ranks than any other team. They've taken this kind of European model. I think they're doing it better than many of the the, the European teams. So, yeah, I, I, as, as much as it kind of grates on me to say, I think it's only a matter of time for the US to do something special on the world stage. The women, of course, they're trailblazing. Yeah, they've yeah. they've been there, done that. If and and, and actually, I, I had the pleasure of uh, honouring uh, Carly Lloyd, one of the best players men or women one of the best players ever to have kicked a ball and we we had the pleasure of honoring carly at uh, at last week's legends of soccer uh, gala uh, at the crystal tea room in philadelphia so it's a real special moment to get to spend some time uh with her we compared our favorite goals uh you know the one that she scored versus the one that I scored in uh, old man football uh, <laughs> YSC on Thursday night. So she was, was a, probably impressed, wasn't she? I do you know what? There was a little look behind her eye, and I couldn't. It's like a glint, and I, and I couldn't quite work out. But actually, now you've said it, I think I think it was she was so impressed. <laughs> yeah, she was hearing. I think that was it. She's probably telling the same story right now on some <laughs> podcast that she wouldn't talk to Paul and there's this. <laughs> right now. You know, you're saying the U.S. will do something special at the World Cup. I think England at some point will get to that point as well. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute, AJ. That, that's not what I said. I said the U.S. will do something special at one World Cup in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, we're all talking future here. We're all talking future. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I honestly, I, I hope for, for, for the, for my own kind of uh, sanity here that U.S. go a long way because uh, happy wife is happy life. So, <laughs> uh, I hope the U.S. do do well as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. All right. So you mentioned the the gala that the foundation put on. Um. Can you kind of talk about that? Kind of, uh, I know pictures were put out on Twitter and stuff. Everybody was dressed to the nines. Um, so what was behind that and uh, the purpose and all, all that kind of stuff? Did you guys see my crushed velvet dinner jacket on that on those pictures? I mean, that was that was something special, by the way. I might actually have my that. I think I could raise big money for that crushed velvet DJ. <laughs> uh, listen, the the, the the foundation exists to just improve the lives of the people and the communities that we look to serve. That's why we exist, and we exist in the name of the Philadelphia Union. We get to leverage that brand of the Philadelphia Union. So it's a spectacularly uh, interesting place to be. So we have to uh, raise money the old-fashioned way uh, in order to, to spend the money on the things that, that we want to do. We, do we, we, we don't get given uh, a, a bunch of money, as you, as you might expect, right? We have to go out and we have to raise it, quite frankly. Uh, the fans have been phenomenal. So we have a membership scheme of the foundation where the fans can 
join. They can become members of the Union Foundation. There are four different levels of giving, monthly giving, and, and four different levels of gets for that as well, which include VIP access to Subaru Park and access to Tunnel Club, and you get to give tickets away to uh, good causes of your choice, uh, open cup games and, re and regular games. It's So I would encourage uh, your listeners to go on the, the, the Union website, uh, and uh, maybe I'll throw you a link. You can throw it in your bio for the, for sure. for the podcast. Yep. For, uh, just, you know, if you've not heard about that, check it out because we, you know, the club, right, is of the community, right? That was one of the things that I just loved about the Philadelphia Union when I was applying for the job. So this is a real chance for, for the fans to, to help us fund what we do. There are other things, right? We, 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 we write grant applications, all the boring stuff, right? We go out and we, we build projects and then we talk to corporate uh, entities to, be, to partner with us, right? So we're very lucky that we have Lincoln Financial and Beanbow Bakeries USA uh, and Newman University and the Kevin Durant Charity Foundation who have all stepped up to, to, to write checks and, and, and also give us some sweat equity in our I Am project, right? Uh, and, and, and we have the Duke Cup. Uh, it's actually a golf outing where, where teams compete to be awarded with the Duke Cup uh, champion of the year. That goes on in August. And the Legends of Soccer Gala was just another idea that I had about three years ago now to, 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 to raise money for the things that we want to do. And my, my concept was that we would get celebrities of the game in the room and we would also honour some people who had given a lot to the game on the other side of the fence. So we honoured Carly Lloyd. Right, she's a local girl. Uh, she's achieved uh, more things than, than anybody else in this region has achieved, quite frankly. We honoured the mayor of Philadelphia because, you know, we partnered with the mayor to, to build 15 safe spaces to play in inner city Philadelphia, right? So we're going into inner city Philadelphia. We're finding decrepit tennis courts that are unlit and just, just you can imagine the type of thing that goes on there when the sun goes down and we are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on resurfacing, on making sure that we've, we've got uh, lights, that we've got great facilities, and then partnering with with communities to make sure that there's programming going on on those pitches. We're not just building a soccer pitch and then walking away. So we're really changing uh, in a very real way these spaces in these these underserved, underprivileged communities. Uh, and we have to raise the money to do that. And the third person we, we, we honored was uh, Fred Penny from Beanball Bakeries, who you guys will know, uh, stepped up to the plate. And uh, I think he said in his speech that they put Beanball on the front. And, you know, 10 years ago, that was a derogatory term. But, but now people realize that they they bake bread and other things as well. And so, and so but he took a chance, right? He took a chance right. on the game of soccer. Uh, and, and, and we thought that that was worth recognizing. So that's what we did at the, at the Legends of Soccer Gala. It was a great event. Uh, we had the biggest step and repeat you've ever seen. Uh, it felt like the Oscars. We raised a ton of money. We brought in over $285,000. Nice. Wow. Very right. cool. That's, That's pretty cool, right? So we'll spend that, that money. Cool. We'll spend that money building safe spaces to play and putting soccer back into Chester and other things that are going to come from that in Chester. And we've also just just launched, as I said, this I Am project, which is it's like a social mobility uh, initiative, really, to 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 get these kids, uh, you, you know, experience of, of of the world of work. Uh, so that they can make some decisions about what their next steps are. So that's the concept, and that's that's how we raise the money so that we can spend the money. Which is really cool. We're a five hundred one c three, right? So which means, like, I'm it, every dollar I bring in, I've got to spend a dollar. 
right? Nobody's, nobody's making profit here, right? So, it's a, so therefore, it's a very simple equation. The more money I can raise, the more money I can spend on the, the, the kids in Chester and the kids in, in Philly in the name of the Philadelphia Union. Pretty cool job, eh? That is... Oh, oh, holy crap. That is awesome. Yes. Uh, gosh, you hit on so many points I wanted to ask about. Um, in the upcoming year, do you have something that you're particularly excited about for the foundation that's coming that you're uh, really excited to sink your teeth into? Yeah. we at, at the end of last year, right at the end of last year, we launched the I Am Project. Uh, why did we come up with the I Am Project? We came up with the I Am Project because... And you guys know this, uh, but there is the the harrowing effects of socioeconomic inequality, right? It's all over. It's all over the world. Uh, so it's not just a Philly thing, right? You can take the IM project and you can be anywhere in the world and still work. Uh, there's 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 a there's a poverty of opportunity in some of these in some of these communities, right? And and and. And through no fault of their own, some of these kids, they're just not being adequately prepared for what for what the next steps are. So here we are, there's the Philadelphia Union Foundation, and we've got this unique position where, because we've got the Philadelphia Union batch, right, I can knock at a door, and the door is halfway open already, right? So I use that to my, I use that to my advantage. And so... Because of that, we were able to bring in Bimbo Bakeries USA and Lincoln Financial Group. You may recognize that name because they've got the name on, a, on another football stadium <laughs> just, just up the road, right? Heard of it. Yep, heard of it. But, they, yeah. but they, wanted to, they wanted to do business with us as well in this very specific field. So I am Inspiration, Aspiration, Mentorship, IAM. That's what it is. Mm. So uh, cool. last, last week, we, we launched in December of 2021 uh, and uh, last week before the gala uh, the Friday before the gala the second we had our first inspirational speaker so we're gonna have three speakers a year in this inspirational speaker series and it's gonna be hosted at Newman University so there's an immediate spin-off benefit there right so we're taking these kids we're partnering with Chester Charter Scholars Academy and we're taking these kids and there were 350 of them from sixth grade all the way through to 12th grade, and we bust them off their high school campus down to Newman University. So they're on a university campus for the first time. And they're wandering around and they're seeing people that look like them and sound like them and do not ever underestimate the importance of representation. Uh, it was only when I saw countless uh, balding, uh, gray-bearded <laughs> men on the television that I knew that I, I, I could also be a balding gray-bearded middle-aged <laughs> so these kids are seeing people that look like them and sound like them on a university campus that's 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 absolutely crucial for a mindset to, to try and engender a growth mindset in these kids many of whom have never even been to Philadelphia let alone considered Widener University, which is in Chester, as a place where they might aspire to. So we take them, we put them on a university campus, all those spin-off benefits, and then we put in front of them an inspirational speaker. And our first one was a chap called Jimmy White the Fourth last Friday. I'm going to post about it shortly on LinkedIn because the, the, the recap video, I just got an email, the recap video is ready. And this guy, I got to tell you, West Philly, High school, high school just about managed to get through, dropped out of college, enrolled in the second one, dropped out again. He, you know, his mum tells him, look, you've got to do something. He, he signs up for the, for the Navy. Ends up, you know, just finding a place where he feels like he belongs and somebody takes an interest in him and, 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 and cares for him, ends up becoming an engineer on a nuclear submarine, sees action in Iraq, uh, and then comes back to Philly and now does all of this public speaking about turning your life around, about resilience, about 
getting up when you're knocked down, about making the, the right choices when so many wrong choices are the easier ones to make, about accepting help when when you're in trouble. Right? There's no such thing as a self-made man. I don't care who you are. No such thing. And this guy, he just, you could hear a pin drop in the audience when he was telling his story. Uh, he told a Kobe Bryant story. And like everybody's on the edge of their seat just listening to this guy. And his message was, well, you just gotta get a blueprint, right? He, he, he quoted Martin Luther King, who by the way, preached and taught in Chester. Uh, and, he, and he ate that, that uh, uh, Martin Luther King about having a blueprint in life. And, and, and that's what we all need, by the way. And, and, and you know, there's help out there to help you figure it out. And it was just a, such a great kind of, and then these kids kind of left, and then we kept we kept the, the A portion of the I Am Project, the Aspire Kids, which I'll talk about in a second. There's 33 of them, 10th graders, they stayed behind. So he's inspired all these kids, and we'll do that three times a year. So these sixth graders, by the time they're in 10th grade, 11th grade, and they're thinking about what are my next steps? They've already been on a university campus probably a dozen times. So we kept the A portion, the Aspire kids, 33 of those with us. The, the week before uh, the 2nd of April, the 25th of March, these Aspire kids, 10th graders, they joined the Aspire program, 10th and 11th grade. And we put them on a bus and we take them out into the world of work. And we did our first one on the 25th of March. And we took them to Beambow in Conchahokan. And they had a tour of their sales center. They had some FaceTime with executives right from the top of the tree all the way down to somebody who's recently been hired. Those people got to share their stories, answer questions. The, some of the questions that the kids were answering were so astute. They were so switched on. Well, they all wanted to know, how do I get to where you are, right? And this is the whole point of these, what we call learn and explore workshops. And so we're going to do the same thing with the Philadelphia Union. Can you imagine? So these kids come in and then one day they get to, they get to spend the afternoon with the finance team. And then the second day they'll get to spend the afternoon, the second time they come, they'll get to spend the afternoon with the creative design team and the legal team and the ticket sales team and the PR and communications team. And they'll leave at the end of these Learn and Explore workshops with all of these first-hand experiences and they get to go, do you know what? Legal, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because I've watched it on the telly. I probably don't want to be a lawyer now, but I really did like this creative design work. I think that's what I'm going to get. And both of those are good outcomes for these kids. And then when they get to 12th grade, as they're rising 12th graders, we're going to give them an internship, a paid internship at the Philadelphia Union or Beanbow Bakeries or, or, or Lincoln Financial. By that point, they've, they've had enough kind of first-hand experience to figure out what they want to try. And then we're going to pay them to try it. And then once they've figured out what their next steps are, we're going to assign them a mentor. And that mentor is going to be a mentor, it's going to be a coach, it's going to be an advocate, it's going to be a sponsor of these kids. And we're really going to help them get onto what their next step look like. For some it be university, for some it's trade school, for some it's the military, for some it's straight into the world of work, for some it will be a high quality apprenticeship. We will help them figure it out for themselves and then we will help them get there. And I couldn't think of a better thing to do in the name of football club. Man, that is incredible. Yeah, I have, no offense, Luke, but I haven't smiled this hard <laughs> on the podcast in a very long time because this is just awesome to hear. And I was going to ask about the mentorship part of I am. It's like you're reading my notes and you're just going through all the notes that we had as far as this. That you're, oh man. All right. This, yeah, this, I think this conversation is making me really, really proud to be a union fan too, seeing, understanding all this stuff that you guys are doing. And it's not just like, a, and you should be. Yeah. And you should be. Yeah. Because the union is a very special club, right? And I always use that. I always use that term. I never say franchise. I, I personally don't like that word anyway. But what you, what you guys have got going at the Philadelphia Union is special. 
it is special. It's special what you do on the pitch. It's special how you nurture the talent through the academy and through the homegrowns. And by the way, the Philadelphia Union Foundation have recently just uh, uh, applied and been awarded some special educational improvement tax credits. Hmm. Right. So there's this scheme in Pennsylvania where an entity can apply for tax credits and essentially then go out and, and, and recruit investors who write a check to the foundation, which goes through us and into scholarships. Uh, and they get a big they get they get a big tax break uh, from it, right? So we can essentially channel this money into educational scholarships, and where the the foundation and the club have chosen to put these is into the hands of the the, the young men coming through the YSC Academy, who are likely not to turn pro. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So, so you've taken this European model, which is, which is to, unfortunately, is dragnet fishing, and then they throw the fish back into the sea. They're no good at the end. You've <laughs> improved on it. You've improved on it. So every single kid coming through the YSC Academy will turn pro. It'll be Union Union Two, or or we'll make sure that they go on. To, to college, Division One, playing football, if that's what they want to do. And we are going to help them with those last couple of years financially to get through. So the union is not in the game of throwing the fish back into the sea. And you guys should be really, really proud of that because it's in the DNA of your football club. That is awesome. Absolutely. Holy crap. Slap me in the face, awesome. <laughs> um, all right, so, all right. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh gosh, I know we're, we're on a we, we don't want to keep them all night. Yeah, I, I do, but but I, I not that selfish. Um, all right, so let's go ahead. We'll do some fun questions, and then I want to come back to how just to reiterate how people can get back into interacting with the foundation and all. All right. All right. So, so Paul, you, you, you still play, correct? Do you ever retire? Do you ever <laughs> retire? I. So, you're you're what seventy eight years old? Is that what? As an England man, uh, <laughs> my my three year old daughter says that I am one hundred years old, and I feel like <laughs> it on a Friday morning after I've played old man soccer on a Thursday night. Yes, I love. So, what player? Um, all we'll go all time. What player do you model your game after? <laughs> or, or what player models their game after you? <laughs> oh my goodness! Unfortunately, uh, I I have been unable to change the way I play the game uh, from ten years old. So I was always quite fast, quite strong, and so I would use speed and strength to try and overcome my opponent. Now that I'm close to a hundred years old and I still think I am as strong and as fast <laughs> but I can't do I can't do that my favorite ever player and I'm not I know this is not your question but my favorite ever player even though I am a Man City fan is a Manchester United legend uh, and my favorite player was Brian Robson who was a center midfield player uh, he wore New Balance boots, and nobody had ever heard of New Balance before. <laughs> before, so all of a sudden, I'm out and buying New Balance boots, and I'm and I'm untucking my shirt at the front because that's how Robson wore his shirt, number seven, the iconic number, centre midfield, and we called him Captain Marvel. So he's my all-time favourite player, and I suppose when I was a kid, I I would have loved to have played like Brian Robson. Very good. That's awesome. That hit on the next question was all-time favorite player. So, uh, Luke, I'll let you take the next one. Yeah. All right. The next one is so obviously you're a city fan, and you know City's got to close out their season and win Premier League and maybe Champions League too. What what Union player would you take on City to 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 accomplish those those uh, those feats? When I first arrived at the Union, uh, 2019, and I saw this. I, and, I, and I literally just got off the boat 
right? So the City team at the time had this had this incredible player called David Silva, and he was just this diminutive uh, midfielder, but. Uh, the Spanish manager described him as as having los más grandes cojones en el mundo. <laughs> I have to tell you, he, he was this this little fellow was indestructible, but his vision on the ball, his head was on a swivel. I arrived at the Union in 2019, and I saw this young lad, similar stature. He, very strong on the ball his head was on a swivel he would make these killer passes he could pick up the ball and run opponents which scares the defenders to death and he ran a doopy brothers podcast there he is so aronson uh would be uh would be the, the guy i know he's no longer at the union but aronson brendan aronson would be the one i think that i would take to city if i could get him because i think I saw him straight away and I thought, oh my, that's David Silva. That's, that's David Silva. <laughs> I, so, I like that comparison. That's very, yeah. very nice to hear. Yeah, and, not, too, not too happy there. Yeah. yeah. And what, if we could go vice versa, what city player would you take on this current union team? I mean, it's it's. I, there's a lot to. I mean, sure, there's a lot yeah. to pick from. <laughs> right, but I mean, you've got it. I actually. Uh, I think if you put Kevin De Bruyne centre midfield <laughs> yep, yep. for the Philadelphia Union, then I I actually think the Union is going to win everything this year anyway. Yeah. I, I I just I've seen that the the growth of the team and it's quite spectacular, isn't it? You, you know because you 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 saw when we sold McKenzie and we sold Aronson, it's like a lot of people went, okay, well that's the end of one phase we're now kind of back to mm-hmm. square one and we'll, we'll build again and it's not turned out that way has it right. they've continued to they've continued to progress i think if you threw if you threw kevin de bruyne in there i mean where do we stop phil foden he was a, he was immense <laughs> today wasn't he so uh-huh. it, yeah. top to bottom a fantastic squad yeah you can't there's no wrong answer on that yeah. one there's no wrong answer, right. but but we've already got some pretty good midfielders. I think if you put a like a Jesus up front, he'll score you 20, 25, 30 goals a year. I think that's what that's that that's the kind of striker that the union needs to take them to the yeah. very next level. I think for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, this is one that uh, our dad wanted to make sure we asked you. Uh, <laughs> what's the, what's the difference? What's the difference between a Man U fan and a City fan? <laughs> There's so many. We, 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 City fans are much more handsome. Uh, I don't know whether you ever stood next to a Man United fan up front, but they've got they've got a very strange odor about them. Uh, you know, just don't get me going on those guys. You know, those guys ruined my team. They ruined my, almost ruined my life. A time when City were really tough to watch in the 80s and the 90s and the first decade of the noughties, right? And at the time when, at the time when we were being relegated, like we were playing in the third tier of the English uh, football pyramid. And at that same time, Man United are winning the treble. It's just like, oh man, it's just like, can you, when people would ask me, who do you support? It was just like, wow, can you imagine, can you imagine the most successful team in the world who are who are the best on the pitch to the best off the pitch? They've got all the superstars. Can you imagine that team? Well, I support the one next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, no. But, but over, over, uh, I would say there's, there's, there's definitely a, a character defect in anybody that supports Manchester United. <laughs> oh man, we'll, we'll tell our brother in law that. Yeah, he's big. <laughs> All right, we're gonna fire a, a few a few quick ones at you um, before we get to the end here. So, uh, Beatles or Oasis? Oh, Oasis. Oasis. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, fish and chips or cheesesteak? <laughs> we got the hard hitters now. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Do you know what? I'm a real fan. I'm going to go cheesesteak. 
Wow. There you go. Do you have a favorite spot right now? Well, I I am over here in Wallingford in Delco. So, and I hear that Delco Steaks is just about to open up uh, a site, and I hear they're pretty good. So, uh, I'll see when they open. Right now, I go to Las Barda, which appeared on Mayor of East Town. So, nice. You know, oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right me and luke are big fans of uh different kits and stuff what's your favorite jersey kit of all time the man city uh the man city away kit from 1999 it's like mm. a lime green and black stripe uh and, and i've got to tell you one of the reasons it's my favorite is because that's when a chap called paul dickoff scored what is pro everybody thinks Aguero, right? Aguero, 93rd minute. Mm -hmm. Paul Dickoff scored a goal in 1999 in the 97th minute of a Wembley playoff. We were 2 0 down to Gillingham in the <laughs> Wembley. <laughs> All right, United just about to win the treble, by the way. We're at Wembley. <laughs> We're trying to get promoted back into. The, what is now called the championship so the second tier that's how uh -huh. low it's fallen and we were two nil down to Gillingham on that we'd gone past 90 minutes so like what you, you know we, we pull one back and then and then like 30 seconds later Paul Dickoff gets a ricochet and hits this ball and he goes straight into the top corner and uh, does this knee slide like that and that goes back to <laughs> to 2-2 two, two on the 97th minute and then we went and won the penalty shootout oh. that's the beginning of the modern history of Manchester City so that's my favourite kit I just okay. looked it up it is a awesome looking kit yeah, that's that a good one immediately googled that one yep <laughs> it's going to be on like an eBay alert now I'm going to try to find that yep absolutely <laughs> absolutely alright um, you may have mentioned it already but do you have a union season prediction Honestly, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to go all the way. I, I, I don't see anybody who's good enough to to beat us in the East. I, I really think we would have beaten New York City last year uh, if COVID and the protocols hadn't hadn't affected the the lineup there. Having said that, I thought the players that that, that, that ran out on the pitch that day that they really did the union proud. Uh, mm -hmm. But those guys won't beat us uh, when we've got a, a, a full uh, fit squad, and we're going deeper now. Yeah. The squad is going deeper, uh, so I don't see anybody beating us. I think I think we'll win the East. And uh, look, once you get into the playoffs, it's cup it's cup football, right? So and and and, and it's like not always not always the best team wins, but but Jim Curtin and Ernst Tanner. Uh, and the ownership group have put have put to the union in the best possible position to to go all the way this year, and I really, really feel that you that we'll be lifting the trophy in front of a packed Subaru Park. Let's go! Let's oh it. man, I would say that's a great place to end it. But I think we have one more question for the place <laughs> on city. Uh, two more, two more questions, two more questions. Uh, will Man City? Would you prefer them to win the Premier League or the Champions League? Honestly, I, I know this is probably going to be a cliche answer, but uh, I don't care too much for the Champions League. I think, I, I think, having said that, you know, I, I really wanted them to win today. I'm on the, I'm on kind of like I, that last 50 minutes when Atletico finally decided to try and attack after four, <laughs> four half, almost four, three and a half halves of defending was uh you know city played really well i don't care too much for the european champions league so i would much rather win the english premier league okay there you go all right and uh, last thing just i just want to bring it on um tell us again how fans how listeners can get involved with the foundation you spoke so highly of it absolutely loved hearing it so what's the best way easiest way for fans to get involved great thanks Reggie. i appreciate that so if you are an owner of a business or you want to align your business with one of the things that we do the philadelphia union then you can become a corporate partner 
the best way to do that is to reach out to me uh, at phoward at philadelphiaunion.com or you just click through via, via the website. Uh, if you want to get involved with our social uh, mobility initiative, the I Am Project, and you're a business owner, then reach out to me directly. If you're fat and you want to think, you know what, I can afford I can afford 10 bucks a month. I know no times are hard. Can I afford 10 bucks a month? Uh, I, I promise you as a fan that I, I will take your $120 and I will spend all $120 of that on these kids in Chester. So your $120, if you can give $10 a month, puts a pair of cleats on a kid in Chester who's never owned a pair of cleats. And that gets him or her playing soccer every Monday through Friday, September, October, November. And we're taking these kids and we're giving them a family. We're giving them an extra reason to get off their computer or to stop wandering the streets and to, to wear a Philadelphia Union kind of jersey. Uh, so that would be my message to fans. If you can if you can afford a little bit more, then we've got other things as well. And you get some cool things as well. And all the information is there on philadelphiaunion.com forward slash foundation. You'll find out how to become a member of the Union Foundation. That is awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you hopping on with us tonight. Uh, this has definitely been one of my favorite interviews. Um, like I said, if you're interested in doing this weekly, I can get rid of Luke pretty easily. <laughs> um, I just don't know how to work. Yeah, very good, well. good luck with all the technical back, but background of that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I'd like to listen at least. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thanks again, man. That was awesome. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you just get involved it's just uh that was fantastic to listen to so thank you very much paul yeah thank you thank you thank you for having me union goal